Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO cast. We gave you an early one last week. I saw you guys liked it. I may try to put them out on Thursdays anyways, but uh, I don't know when this is going out. It depends on how time we get off here. When we get finished, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got stuff that's been added as we spoke, just because we've just, there's just a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Things are being shut down. I'm here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Sounding miraculously, like amazing with this new headset. I told him already he sounds better than I do. And uh, I like that kind of stuff. But we'll jump right into it on the regular agenda. That uh, human rights campaign accepts donation from Disney after previous rejection. What do you think that means? Uh, that there was a lot of money there to be had. His money talks. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I personally think that there's no reason to reject it. I do know why the LGBTQ people rejected the offer from Bob Chappick last year because it was kind of a slap in the face that he didn't say anything. Um, this one, I didn't see anything about it. I'm assuming it might have something to do with that, but it also could uh, have something to do with the fact that, you know, someone probably didn't even know that that was being offered. That's what usually happens. Someone doesn't know they're being offered something, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, why? Who was offering this as money?" And then all of a sudden there's a bunch of money there. Yeah, no, I mean this one, you know, obviously it stems from the whole, you know, Florida thing or whatnot, and I think, uh, you know, as the article says, says six months after they turned it down, you know, initially, you know, they're going to turn it down, take a stand. I, you know, I get it, good for them, um, but then it says you know, is accepting a portion of the company's $5 million pledge Oof. for organizations supporting LGBTQ rights protection. So what's the portion? I don't know. Is it, you know, $100,000? Is it a couple million? Who knows what it is? But I think they did it right in not taking it up front and, yeah. and holding out and saying, no, you can't, you know, kind of we can't be bought off or, or anything like that and make them you know them as in disney now hey we're we're serious about this way you're you know what you did was wrong you know blah blah blah, blah you know all all of that um and you know now it's like okay now let's you know you still want to do it let's let's talk here because this would be good for you and do it you know you know where where we're at now let's talk and and you know give us the pledge and who knows what they were initially going to get versus what they're going to get now. Maybe it went up, you know, maybe they're going to get a hundred thousand. Now they're getting 500 or there was 500. Now they're getting a million or, or whatever it is and can build yeah. that relationship um, <clears throat> on it on more solid ground than kind of rocky ground in, in the beginning. So, <clears throat> um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I mean, good for them you know, as far as sticking by their guns and then, Hey, now let's, let's circle back around and, and let's, let's talk because I mean, the other thing is, is too, is once all of this, what it was news for, I don't know, a couple weeks, maybe a month. Yep. And then now you, you know, you forget about it completely for, I forgot about it until I, I saw this, <clears throat> this article. So, I mean, not to say that they're, you know, bringing it back to make it relevant or whatnot, um but you see it seems like they're not because they say no. human's right campaign 
instead of right. the LGBTQ plus group. So they do make sure to kind of differentiate, like, look, it may be the same thing, but we're not trying to throw our clout out there or throw our weight around to be like, look at us kind of thing. Right, exactly. And now they're like, no, you know what? You got to prove to us, um, you know, you're doing the right thing uh, as far as, <clears throat> you know, it's not just, hey, here's some money. We're sorry, my bad. It's like, no, you got to do, you know, X, Y, and Z um, to... Uh, you know, to to do it, so or for us to kind of accept accept it f- from you, accept accept this donation or pledge from you. Yep. So, um, no, I mean, good good for them. I think they did the right thing as far as the human rights campaign, um, and you know, it'll it'll help them out as well. It's it's a mutual. I'm sure there was probably some back channel stuff that they agreed upon to make it look good for both of them. So um, we'll see how it plays out because I'm sure they'll come out and they'll say something sooner than later, just addressing it. Um, we did get a new trailer for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which revealed the new Black Panther, the Namor, and the Ironheart armor. It all looks phenomenal. Um, obviously, the sucky part is is all the conversations are usually dominated by. You know, oh, should we replace Chadwick Boseman? Should we not replace Chadwick Boseman? So it's kind of not here or there. It just kind of is out in the atmosphere. And I feel like personally, it is what it is. I don't think they should replace him. I think they can do without it because he was a perfect person for that. So we'll see when the movie actually comes out because if anyone's learned anything from watching this stuff, they constantly do that fake out. Or basically, they're going to have, oh, look, the Hulk, you know, okay, spoiler alert, they had the Hulk in the trailer for Infinity War, or for, um, uh, yeah, Infinity War, and he wasn't actually in Infinity War. So, he was in it in the Hulk buster suit, but they had him as the actual Hulk in Infinity War. So, that's just one of the things they can do to change, so we'll see. Um, now, do you, do you think on, like I said, with the with this new Black Panther movie coming out with Chad? I mean, I'm sure with like I said, every every time you know you talk about the Black Panther movie, you know Chadwick Boseman gets bring up. I I get it, but do you think that um, I'm not going to say you know <clears throat> helps or hurts the movie? I'm sure it's going to help it because everyone will want to see it and like, oh hey, this is you know like 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 they're paying their respects to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. But with all the talk of it, is it taking away from the movie um, on it and more so, um, you know, kind of using like, I don't want to say like pulling out the heartstrings, but something like that where it's, you know, you should go see the movie because it's a good movie, not go see the movie because of Chadwick Boseman. I think the benefit that they have from this um basically you so you have let me double I'm double checking real quick who I can't remember and, and I'm not and I'm not you know saying anything about Chadwick Boseman or anything because any movie like this where a lead character passes away um on it of course you know the next movie people are going to see it and just how everything went down um with it and you know him not saying anything or whatnot um during the filming of it but you know, it almost seems like that that, you know, takes away some of it from 
the movie. Well, I'm, I think I'm you know, I not think, saying it in, in a in a bad way. Well, what I mean, what shoot, you have yeah. what you have here was is the benefit that Ryan Coogler, I did confirm, he is the writer of Black Panther. He is the writer of Black Panther two, and I think the way they're going to approach the whole situation is more of a tribute and incorporate the tribute into the storyline, because you could technically. Be devastated we lost Chadwick Boseman, but you can also use it to, to motivate the story so that it's not like a glaring absence. You're going to say, look, so-and-so killed uh, the Black Panther or something happened, the Black Panther died. Whatever they make the way they make it work, I think it can actually apply to the story while also doing what you said and paying tribute. So... I think that because everyone's kind of very, they're steadfast, they're very forward about the struggles with it, but they also know that he would want them to continue on. Mind you, right. he filmed in uh, Endgame while battling cancer. He filmed his last movie while in the full-on treatment for cancer. This guy was dedicated to his craft and he left a legacy behind that I know that everyone's going to want to see how they pay tribute because he did such a good job of paying tribute to them. I don't think it's going to affect it, but I do know, you you already know, there's going to be about 10% of the people watching it who are going to say it's horrible because he's not there, who are saying it's great because he's not there, or gonna, basically they're going to be on the opposite ends of the spectrum that say without knowing really, you know, either not watching it or just being just negative Nancy saying that it was great or is negative. Um, but I do hope people could just give it a chance because Ryan Coogler has done an amazing job. You know, I I never had really watched anything before of his, you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, I do like what he does. Yeah, no, exactly. I was just kind of just thinking about it, and it's, you know, I just don't want it to not necessarily take away from the movie, but, you know, the other actors or everything that, that are in it, and it's not like, okay, yeah, it's great, it did good, but, you know, three quarters of them came just because Chadwick Boseman, which, you know, I'm not saying is 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 good or bad or anything on it. I mean, right. they're going to get paid no, no matter what. Um, on it, but it's kind of that's the effect that he's had, uh, you know, as well. On and that it, is, that is which, tough. which is a good, th- which is a good thing to have. Yeah, and I mean, it is a tough thing because he legitimately is just so. He's just a a force to be reckoned with. Like he legitimately was something basically different, and. You know, I, you know, it sucks that it happened. It sucks that basically everything going on, but in reality, people do have to move on eventually. And I, I'm just hoping that they do it in a way that is going to pay tribute to him while also move along in a, I wouldn't even say a timely manner. I would say just do it in a way that's not disrespectful, but also, you know, respects the story, respects everything because that's what he did. He did not tell people that he was sick because he wanted to respect everything that he was doing. So right. Well, and and the crazy thing is, is I just looked him up as far as like IMDb and what other movie roles he's played. In all actuality, he really hasn't played that many no. roles um, on it. But the impact that he's had um, and what and what he's done. Uh, as far as, like you said, movie-wise with what he was dealing with personally, 
Um, you know, there's nothing, nothing to take away from, but I mean, I'm looking at it, you know, one, two, three, four, like five movies that yep. you would, <clears throat> that you would know him from. And other than, you know, and that, that's it. It's not like he, and he was young too. It's not like he was, <clears throat> um, and I believe he was in theater as well. Or, I think he did theater. Yeah. For yeah. A he while, started out so. in like theater and some television, but you know, it's it just, just crazy. I mean, he was 43 when he passed away. So, I mean, yeah, he was old, but he wasn't, you know, really old, but it was just, like I said, just kind of crazy. I'm like, Oh wait, what, you know, kind of what has he been in? It's not like he has a big old long rap sheet, which you'd think he would with how everyone knows him. Yeah, and I mean, so like, what's 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 the technically crazy is, like, he legitimately, so he passed away in 2020. He had been battling cancer for two years, so he basically filmed most of Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and 21 Bridges and The Five Bloods battling. Well, you that. said he was battling cancer for two years, right? Four years. Four. It was four years. <laughs> He was di- in 2016. He was diagnosed with colon cancer. So legitimately, that's so that's crazy. And so, and I think most people, I think what he got his start on was 42. He played Jackie Robinson. So that was yeah. kind of like this after big after break. his yeah after yeah his big break after like you said he did theater and some television. Yeah, and then and then so you then you everyone knows once he got into the Marvel you know vehicle he was in say, people don't remember he was in Civil War so he started filming his stuff for for Marvel basically like in in 2014 2015 so the last eight yeah. years, like you know five the last six years of his life was being in that in that machine and um, I just know he was a champion for everything um, we're lucky enough that where he. You know, we're still going to have his voice, especially in uh, the the what if, the what if series. Um, and I that's crazy. So he's got producer credits on stuff still coming out. I mean, I'm sure he's got. Yeah. So he's got a lot of stuff that is still yet to come out. There's like two different things where and it's, you know, it was a big loss. And I know it's going to be felt for a significant amount of time. So, like you said, though, let's hope that it doesn't taint this movie because this is kind of his legacy. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll it it would taint it, but it's almost yeah, like yeah. One, it's it's hard to tell is if he was still alive and in it, how, you know, how it would be versus him passed away and and not in it. And then, like you said, you're going to get a lot of people that are going to see that because of him, but. Would they have seen, or the people that weren't the fans or whatnot, would they have seen it if he was still alive and in it? For me right. personally, since you're not a big fan of it, and I know your your musical taste of rap is not, you know, it's not like you love rap music. Right. And I know that was the biggest complaint from the first movie, but I, me knowing you as a movie fan, I know that, you would have loved Black Panther, the first one. Just actually, me and Arnaldo wouldn't watch that together. And the crazy yeah. part about the first Black Panther was they used the music to go with the movie. 
There's a ton right. of great songs that came out. It's the same <laughs> thing as Sunflower from the Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse Spider-Verse cartoon. Great music. A lot of people might not like rap, like rap music, but the music fits so well with what was going on and the, right. the yeah. And so I know if he was still alive, I would be watching the second one 100%. Black Panther is one of my favorite Marvel movies just because of the way that everything fits in. Plus it's got Forrest Whitaker and Forrest Whitaker is my dude and I love him and everything. Um uh, good old uh, Saw Gerrera. He's the best. But I do get where you're coming from because, like you said, some people are just going to watch it because of the tribute. Some people are going to watch it because they want to bash it and say, oh, they're doing this because of this. There's going to be the racists that come out and say some stupid stuff that I'm not even going to try and guess it's going to be because it's going to be dumb and it's going to be racist and we already know it's coming. But um, let's fingers crossed it does amazing and um, and the, the the dumbest part about the whole thing is, let's say, for instance, he quit acting and didn't want to do anymore. The same thing would be happening, and it'd be so easy because the comics have so many options for them in the Black Panther universe. It's not like you're on a one-track thing, like it's Game of Thrones, where everyone's freaking out because it doesn't go by the book. There's seven to ten different ch- ways that the T'Challa story could end with Black Panther. So I was hoping it was going to be Bucky and Shuri, but I know that's not going to happen because the rumor is they're going to do the one with um, the Red Guardian and Bucky and Yelena. So we're going to see on that, but fingers crossed. Um, if you guys got an opinion, like we always say, Linktree, L-A-N-K-T-R dot E, such FOMOcast gaming. Um Next, the big one, the big news that we got this week is they did release, um, they have the fourth quarter and fiscal year earnings call coming up. And usually, whenever, with the the past three years, I think, whenever something does fantastic, you know there's going to be a massive influx of money going into that thing. So um, the Walt Disney Company is going to do a webcast it's going to webcast the 2022 fourth quarter and fiscal year earning calls on November 8th, which is weird because isn't that election day? Um, I think so. Or is it That's November? weird. I don't know. Yeah, November 8th election. For some reason, I thought it was. Um, yeah, election day. After. Or later on. No, oh, well. Um, that's a big thing just because um, basically that, that people don't realize it, it, it's big. It's not, it's not big, but it's huge because if things are working. So let's say, for instance, Disney Plus made two million more than they were planning on. Guess what? Disney Plus is getting a boost next year because they got to make four million more next year. than the, You know what I mean? So people don't understand how earnings and stuff work. Or they think, oh well, you know, they made they did they broke even on this. Well, that means they lost money. So it's going to be very important to pay attention to that because it does deal with Disney Plus, deals with the parks. It will deal with probably future acquisitions. So you want everything to be good just so you can get more stuff out of it. Um, ooh, new Disney 100th anniversary little golden book set of twelve coming soon for sixty four ninety nine. I will be buying that. I bought the last one on um, Groupon 
for the kid, where it has the traditional ugly duckling um, and a couple of the other ones. I really like nice. that. <clears throat> yeah, and it's not that expensive either. No, for 12 books. <clears throat> right, 12 books and an and a anniversary edition. Yeah, it'd be worth a lot. Um, the Mandalorian Ultimate Clutter Series Razor Crest Lego set coming soon for $599.99. Now, this is a big debate with Justin and Connor on Concon's Cantina because it lists the name of the ship, not the model, as Razorcrest. So they're big on that. Very expensive set. I do know it's very detailed. Um, they better have the little chrome ball in there. Or if it's not, uh, we send it back. So... Um, uh, we do the next thing that coming through. We do want to, you know, send prayers out to everyone that's still dealing with the Hurricane Ian aftermath. Um, a hole was ripped in the side of Jurassic Park ride adventure at Universal Orlando Resort during Hurricane Ian. Um, from what and, and it was, it was a, it was a big it was, hole. It, it wasn't was a big like hole. just a little, little bit. It was a significant. I mean, some sheeting got torn off. Well, and for what people don't know, it's not your traditional, it's not like a wall. It's like um, a mesh material that I believe gives it a darker view, but it actually is, it's made for like hurricanes, I think. So the wind goes through it. So it's not like it's an actual wall. So I do, piece. I do know the Incredible Hulk ride was underwater at one point. Um, yeah. But Connor did say that area drains super fast. So it's not abnormal for that to happen. But, um, it was uh, horrible just because of the fact that everyone was told to evacuate and the hurricane turned towards where they were told to evacuate too. So there's a lot of devastation, um, praying for everyone there, and I hope everything can get back to, to, to normal sooner than later. I know there's some islands out there that will never come back to normal, that our bridges are gone. There's no way to access but by boat, and um, it's not good. Um Prices are increasing on interactive wands from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando Resort. Um, I know they're selling the crap ton of them, so it's not shocking to me that they would do that just because why not? Right. Well, and I'm sure, I mean, it's like anything prices prices are going up just due, just due to, I mean, everything in the past. Um, I mean, it went up four bucks from fifty-nine bucks to sixty-three bucks. So basically, they're not under sixty bucks anymore. Um, but I mean, I'm sure they got to cover costs on them because, especially if they're, um, well, it says they're interactive, and you know everything. Just if I mean, unless you've been living under a stone, just the whole supply chain issues and, and electronics and everything in general are, you know, a hard to come by, and b if you can't get them, are more expensive. So it could be, yep. You know, and just correlated to that so yeah exactly so um minion frank and bob meet and greet at universal studios hollywood they're bringing all the stuff out now for that kind of stuff um a marquee has been added to super nintendo world entrance at universal studios hollywood which is very big um because basically this means we're getting closer um, and I'm super stoked for it because it does look amazing from the outside. So we're just getting one step closer. Um, 
A permit has been filed for Fast and Furious Drifting Car Roller Coaster at Universal Studios Hollywood. I know they removed the one ride, I think, or it's going on the way out, the the Fast and Furious ride. So they're probably trying to add something more to it. Like we discussed a long time ago about the, the park passes. This right here is one reason why you want to do it, because you want to add park passes. So, Right. Uh, um, It'll be, uh, I'll be interesting to see how it says drifting car roller coaster. How how are they going? Yeah, to incorporate that It'd be interesting. Oh, that'd be easy. You've seen the you've seen the crazy mouse ride at Great America, right? Where you go to the edge, <laughs> no, you turn. Yeah, but I mean that's I mean you're gonna do that the like the whole ride, or it's just gonna be one one big loop. I mean incorporating it into because like you you got Guardians of the Galaxy that ride where. You're on the track, but the cars move as well. I mean, I guess you could incorporate that with um, the roller car. I mean, like I said, just how how they're going to do it and set it up. I'm n- not necessarily the vehicle, but the ride itself. Right, so you're saying so more of is it going to be an interactive type thing, or is it just going to be on a track and you're just going around? Right, okay. right, yeah, 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 exactly. And with it, you know, with it being a roller coaster, just how they're completely gonna incorporate it like guardian you know like guardians of the galaxy it's like oh my gosh not only is it a roller coaster but then the actual cars move rotate as well right um where like so with it with a drifting car it's kind of like okay how are they you know going to going so, to you know, use ho- that ho- hopefully it'd be a similar mechanism but would be fit right. better in for the ride but you never know they could be just smoking mirrors and it's to be horrible you don't know yeah, yeah um, exactly. And last thing actually on the agenda in the regular pile is the Violent Night trailer, which stars David Harbour as Santa Claus. And um, I don't know how, I don't know if it's supposed to be true or like on the, in the trailer, you see John Leguizamo, they break into this guy's house. He looks like he's crazy rich. Says he has what, three, $300 million in a safe in the house. Yeah. And that's what he wants for Christmas. And that's what he wants for Christmas. And basically, David Harbour is the Santa, and the joke is he's at a bar, and he's like, they're like, um, are you are you going to be driving? He's like, I just kind of steer the, the reindeer, do the rest. And the one guy's like, oh, this is my fourth year being Santa. He's like, how long have you been doing? He's like, well, I started it. And then it goes into him doing magic and all that kind of stuff. And it has a very comedic aspect, but it also has the seriousness of it's legitimately shooting guns. But I'm more interested to see how the um, – because the dad gives the little girl a, a, a walkie-talkie that says direct connection to Santa. Now, I can't tell if it's like – it's actually pretty cool. Santa's list like a, is like a, a digital-type-looking thing that comes out of nowhere. And you can see mm-hmm. it looks like a video game where someone's doing bad things like killing people, and they're popping up on his list like – I gotta murder these people, whatever. So, um, it looks fantastic. I love David Harbor. Um, I'm glad he's doing this. I'm glad he's still gonna be the Red Guardian. But it just looks fantastic, and um, I can't wait till it comes out. Did it say when it was coming out? Um, I didn't. I didn't see it. I just watched the trailer and didn't say anything on it. Or who knows? It could have said Christmas or uh, um. What not? I, I hope it does. Uh, December, come out. yeah, December second, twenty twenty two. So a couple months. Whoa! Away. Well, that's gonna be awesome. 
And I'm wondering how the the ga- the the girl with the walkie-talkie how she's gonna fit in gonna fit into it because you really don't get that much of her. You don't in it. You get the walkie-talkie. You know, connects to him. Yeah. And you know they what a couple scenes on it. Yeah. Um, and and that's about it. So it's like, oh wait, I think there's more to it. Um than what the trailer leads to I, because yeah. at first it's like oh okay walkie talkie ha 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 there's gonna be nobody on the other end you know just kind of tell the giver something and, to the kids and there's not and there's not <laughs> for the most of the trailer there's not anything on the other end she's just talking right. to it right so it's kind of like okay well whatever and then all of a sudden he answers back and she's like surprised like oh so I think there's there's more there's more to it there now that you know that it connects to it connects i just hope it's not a home alone situation because this one looks like it needs to be very violent and um i love that john leguizamo is embracing the um the negative aspect of it being the bad guy because i always thought that he was an amazing actor and he the mario brothers did him dirty so um you know great in romeo romeo and juliet stuff like that but we'll see but lastly i'm going to spring this on tim because I see your shirt you're wearing. As a Fresno State alum, how do you feel about Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs? Good for him. There's He's the only guy in the American League that's hit the most home runs. Yeah. <clears throat> he, you know, passed uh, Roger Maris. Roger Maris had 61, did that, hit 62, let off the game um, with the home run, and then they bench him today. Um, which that kind of made me mad because he could have had a shot at the triple crown um, today if he had a good game. He was oh point, yeah, he's point zero zero four points away from um, on batting average. So whatever. Um, but to to each their own. I'm sure they asked him, and he's like, hey, you know, I don't care. That's just yeah, that would be cool, but whatever. He is um, a mellow. But, he is a mellow dude. People don't know he's from the area by us, by me and Tim. He's from Linden. So Mm -hmm. he's, you know, he seems like a pretty cool dude. But I will say he has said in multiple interviews, the records don't matter to him, that it's more about the team. And I guarantee when it comes to negotiation times, he turned down a deal earlier this year. The year that he has had, regardless of how they finished in the playoffs, he's been that whole entire team. You haven't heard anyone's name but his name. No. Well, and remember before him, it was all about John Carlos Stanton and when they got him. And yep. he was what he did well for one or two years. And then Judge yep. came up at that, you know, I think set the rookie record with uh, home runs and then has this season that, you know, then won the home run derby and then had this season that he has right now. And it's like, oh, wait, who? And with the Yankees, it was, you know, they had a stack, always had a stacked lineup. Yep. And now it's just um, kind of been all about judge which you know he's a younger player coming up um you know on it and i mean good for him and i'll tell you one thing that kid you think he's tall on tv in real life he is a giant i mean tall yeah i saw him at at or i walked by him when he was still playing up for his last year at fresno state and oh my gosh really Um, oh yeah no he's he's a big boy um on it and i guess in high school he didn't he wasn't that tall because a buddy of mine no. um, went to high school with them, 
and he didn't really get his growth spurt until like I think his junior senior year or something like that and then once yeah he, um graduated but yeah no it's <laughs> good for him I'm not gonna I don't want to call it because I don't even care about it as far as everyone saying oh my gosh he's you know because uh, Roger Maris Jr. has brought it up every single time they talk about it yeah my dad's got the you know has the record still has the record so if judge hits 62 now he has the record because you know he did in the clean era blah 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 you know all of that you guys can all talk about that i i don't care at the end of the day it was legal so if it's going to help you and it's legal why are you not going to use it so you, you can say anything all, about all all I'll say is say anything about it. It's only it thing was, I'll say is that what disappoints me the most is that as a Dodger fan, as a giant hater, Barry Bonds was a pure natural baseball player that if he had never done steroids, there would be no doubt that he'd be a Hall of Famer. He had a beautiful swing, and people don't remember, yeah, he may have been taking PEDs, whatever. That dude, his last year, the year before his last year, he wanted to get a one more year contract because he played one year after he broke the record, right? He played. I think he played a couple years after he broke the record. He was stealing. I remember him being at the games and he was stealing bases like it was nothing. And like you said, everything. Everyone wants to say, "Oh, you know." Well, here's the thing: HGH doesn't help you hit the ball better. HGH doesn't help you focus on, you know, you know, doing whatever you're going to do athletically. It's going to make you stronger. It might make you help heal faster. But, you know, it is what it is. I will say the most baller move of that home run for 62 was that Judge's mom did not stand up until the ball was actually over the fence. Because guess what? She's a legitimate baseball fan. And she knew that that ball was not a goner off the get-go. That ball was very close to not being a home run, and she didn't want to look like one of those people, like, you know. You mean like uh, she did for like the his previous home run when they yeah. were <laughs> when they were cheering and it was a long deep fly out. Yep. And of course, they gave him so much stuff. It's like, you know what? Depending on where you're at in the ballpark, it could look like that it's farther than it's not. And oh. there are t- <laughs> times where. You know, you even see the batter, like, he absolutely crushes one, especially in San Francisco or Oakland oh, or whatnot oh, yeah. like that. And it's like, hold on, wait. Uh, in the day game, that would be flying out of here and say it's a night game and it's, a he- you know, just a heavy night. It, it's, and it's a f- nothing. And they're all, yep. like, looking at, you know, even when he, like, kind of gets the first base, you know, first base is looking at him like, dude, you crushed that. And he's like, I, I couldn't hit that any better. Any other time that's out yep. of here and it's a deep fly ball to the warning track. And not even so, there's so. times there's been times at a at the giant stadium where you'll hear like you'll see it and it is like it, that thing's a moonshot and mm-hmm. it's literally like thirty feet from the center field fence because that wind just catches it and mm-hmm. just shuts that ball down, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, exactly. But I'm just I mean, glad it, that one guy didn't get the ball. The guy that that the steals guy's... balls from kids all the time. Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that he steals them from kids, but uh, yeah, no, he's the the ball hawk, and I know there's a big uh, movement on him. Make sure he doesn't get any of Judge's home runs. Or well, anything. he got arrested. He got arrested. Or he got escorted <laughs> out of Yankee Yankee Stadium because he did basically assault a child. 
he pushed, he knocked a kid over to get a ball. And the group that was there that was trying to guard him were like, bro, what the heck? Because it wasn't even a fly ball. Someone threw the ball from the outfield. Like, it wasn't a fly ball. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... Because he's the guy that invented that little contraption where he could catch the ball with, like, a bucket, isn't he? I I think he is. Catch it with a bucket? Yeah, I've never seen him. I've followed him for a little bit, but it's one of those things that kind of followed him from afar and then kind of some more stuff about it and it's like home oh, wait no i you don't I, I actually unsubscribed from him and then unsubscribed from another youtube channel um a D- disney one as well because just stuff that they were doing or going to do it's like no that's not and then you look at the comments and it's like uh that's not not good i mean i guess you say i should vet them out beforehand but you know there's stuff that comes up later on um with it especially if the channel blows up but I mean, some of his videos are cool because he's got, you know, a glove thing in the cup trick that he uses to get um, baseballs that are like, you know, behind the fence or in the, the alleyway yep. down below and gets them. And that's cool seeing seeing that. But, <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of glad that that he didn't get it. And did you see the one guy that jumped down <laughs> when you yeah. look at a home run? He thought down. the ball was going to fall in. Dude, and the ball wasn't even close to going down no. there. Not even close. It was like five rows up. It's like, what are you? I that oh I, I don't know, man. I I my my favorite story so far has been the lady whose husband she works for Fox Sports in Toronto, and her husband's the pitching coach for the Blue Jays, and mm-hmm. he got, he's the one that got the ball when the sixty one went over, and he gave mm-hmm. it to the Yankee staff right away, and she's like, I'm drawing up divorce papers now oh because you know. Joke, joking, because right, no, 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 I you know, know it's a joke, but and that's the thing. Like, I never heard the story before. I know we're going a little long on this, but this is fun. I never heard the story before about Mark McGuire's sixty, or I think it was the last home run he hit. I maybe one oh, of the, the home one runs, where it just ba- where it barely cleared the fence. No, this one a guy got. So it may have been the last one, number seventy, and. What happened was is the guy got it, and they said, hey, we'll give you a signed bat. We'll give you a signed ball. He's like, well, I'd love to give to Mark myself. And Mark McGuire said no. And this dude was an accountant, and he went from being an accountant making $40,000 a year to selling the baseball mm-hmm. for $3.5 So right. it just shows you. And judge, and that's the funny part. Uh, Pujols has not asked for any of the balls. He's met every single person on the trail. And he literally said, no, keep it. That is for you. You came to watch it. You got the ball. That is for you. And Judge has flat out said, I'd love to have the ball back. But these fans came to this game. And the funny part is the guy who did get it is like a CFO for a big old company. So mm-hmm. everyone's like, yeah, he's not going to have a problem hiding that ball. And for those that don't know, I didn't even know they were doing this. So whenever Judge would come up to bat, they they have the balls are authenticated already. They have. A hologram, yeah, they, basically, on yeah, them. Yeah, they, they did the same thing with uh, with Bonds when he was doing his. And so, and basically, when the ball goes to a certain area, which is funny because the dude from the Giants that is uh, Bert or Bruce, who's in the kayak, who's really good older guy, he had tickets. <laughs> yeah. He had tickets to left field for. He's going to all the games in Texas. So. And the second the ball gets hit, the cops go towards that area. You're cordoned off. You're, and then they have a representative from the ball club, from both 
the local team and from the Yankees come to you. And basically, I've heard they just start the negotiation process. Because, I mean, crazy part is, is Jeter, when he hit his, well, how, how many hits was it? 3,000-something? I I don't know. I know his last hit was a home run. So the one where he hit it, they gave that when he broke the when he broke the the plane the record going in, they gave that dude season tickets to the Yankees. They moved him into a box right afterwards. They gave him like a Derek Jeter after night goodie bag full of bats and balls and all this merch and stuff. And I'm like, that's what the Yankees need to do. Like, mind you, when me and Tim were going through all the excitement of watching Bonds or uh, Sosa and McGuire do it. There was money in the game, but the the game it had was a ninety four or ninety six was when they had the strike. Yeah, because ninety eight was a home run race. Summer ninety eight. Yep. So and that was like two years. So the money wasn't really there. People were excited, but it wasn't like even the home run games they weren't packing them out. It wasn't like it was like it is now. Where literally, yeah, it wasn't until like the end once it got closer. Then you started. Well, I think they started the watch was at like 50 home runs is when they started the watch. And Judge, we've been thinking about this for two months, but I digress. We need to go. We need to go into the Disney stuff. I was excited to talk about it. I hadn't talked to Tim about it yet. I wanted to Well, and the funny funny thing, so it's awesome. Congratulations, Judge, on him, on his family. Great family, great people. Um, Proud to be a Fresno State alum, both me and him and um especially with being on you know him being on the on the baseball team and obviously having close ties to that um but it is crazy on that uh like top five list obviously bonds is at the top and mcguire's in there sosa's on it three times he is yep he went on a freaking tear he had the 66 i think a 65 and a 63. that's right that's right no, i'm so i'm so yeah uh, I think no. Bonds on no. Uh, McGuire's on there twice too, isn't he? I think I think McGuire might be on. I think Bond obviously Bonds is at the top. Um, Sosa's on it. I know Sosa's on it three times, and McGuire might be obviously on it once, maybe twice. I can't remember. After you get um, after the sixty-two, well now Judge is on it after six. You know, sixty-one. Maris was on it, held that forever, and then um, then all of that. And now Judge is on it after you know. Once you get above 61, the old record. But, yeah, I know Sosa's on it three times. Yeah, so it's – wow. Wait, how do they not have – ball? Oh, there he is. So Bonds was 73. This is, this is just crazy, man. They, they were – Bonds was 36 and McGuire was only 34. That is crazy. So 2001 was he did 73. 98 is when Maguire hit 70 and Sosa hit 66. Mm-hmm. In 99, Maguire hit 65. In 2001, Sosa hit 64. In 99, Sosa hit 63. And then Aaron Judge was there with 62. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. And then I didn't realize Giancarlo Stanton in 2017 hit 59. I would say, yeah, he had high. I was going to say 58. And Griffey, wow. Griffey back to back years was fifty six. So you know what the you know what the funny thing is is on all of, on on that on what you just read like there you know once you, any of the ones that's hitting more than sixty one, you know judges on it once, Bonds is on it once, McGuire on it twice, and Sosa on it three three times. times. So it's funny when everyone says, oh you know, the Bonds is this you know power hitter or whatnot. It's like 
I mean, he obviously he played for a, a long time, but you look at that and what it was from 98 to 2001 when 98, 99, 2000, 2001, you know, it's four times right there. Yep. And Sosa and Maguire are both on it, you know, two and two. And I'm trying to think who won the World Series in 2001. Um, was it Arizona? The Angels won it in 02, so maybe it was Arizona. Because that's what's yes, crazy is you, because you, you, I think that was uh, the Yankees were going for when, the four peat, but and that's when Luis Gonzalez because he in 2001 he hit 57 and A Rod hit 57 the year after. Like there's legit like some massive amounts of. That's crazy. Babe Ruth. Why does it say a plus next to his name? Could be a shortened season or a longer. Who knows? So he hit over 40 home runs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven times in his career. He hit over 40. Over 50 was one, two, three, four times. He hit over 50 home runs. That's crazy. 22 years he was there. Right. 2,000 games, man. That is crazy, man. But uh, congratulations to everybody. You know, I'm not going to take – and, like, people – like I said, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Giants hater. But Barry Bonds, you know, no matter how much you hate him, he did it. It is what it is. I didn't realize that um, Judge is already 30. Holy cow. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Then Jim Carlo, I didn't realize in 2017 he had 59. And like you said, you'd never remember that. Because that here's the thing. Mark McGuire in, in the year before the home run race hit 58. So he was right there the year before. Right. Well, yeah, because that's why there was so much. And what did uh didn't Sosa was he no, Sosa came out of nowhere where uh yep. everyone was expecting McGuire with that that it was going to be on him, and then all of a sudden, it was like after the All-Star break, Sosa just got on a tear, and, you know. Because um, what year was the corking thing with Sammy Sosa? Like, 04? I don't I couldn't, yeah. Wow, he played till 2007. Wow, he took a year off and played 2007. That is crazy. He had to bleach himself, that's why. Oh, that guy, man, that guy is, he's got a lot of stuff going on. It's not the greatest. So I didn't even realize, wow. And then McGuire retired in 2001. I didn't even know that. That's, that's insane, man. It's, it's, I'm feeling kind of nostalgic. Yeah. Cause so Bonds retired in 2007 at 42. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Well, I mean, they had to, I mean, they built that new stadium just to suit his swing. You know, I mean, not, you know, yeah, it's got a high wall over there, but it's got a short porch. I mean, it's it's a fantastic stadium to go get, get me wrong. It's one of the most beautiful stadiums I've, I've been to, but <clears throat> you got to play for X amount of years to pay for it. To, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, get, their, <laughs> get their money out of it. Yeah. So next, we're going to go into the Disney Park pile. We're going to rapid fire through this because we've been talking so much about baseball. Um, Ulta Beauty and Disney Parks Collection coming in October 2022. Ulta, um, 
is basically it's it's they're going huge. They have their own space and target now. And it's crazy because Turlock has one across the street, an actual Ulta store, and they put an Ulta in Target. And it looks like you might actually get discounts through Target using the red card. So why are you going to go across the street? You're not. So I don't know mm. what's going on. And this is going to be huge. I know Disney's making a huge push in Targets, especially ones that aren't in California. And this is just the next level of them taking taking up in you know the general pile. Um and like like again here up to thirty five percent discount available in for Disney Visa card members at Aulani, a Disney resort and spa in Hawaii. That's huge. Cause yeah, you, normally think, you only see like maybe twenty or twenty five percent, but thirty five is usually it's five to ten, and mm, I think big at, and especially for um Aulani. Well, and Aulani too, because they do the packages with the flight. Because they want yeah. you to have that certain thing. I mean, what if that thirty five percent was also for the flight? That'd be that'd be huge. It is time right now where those prices go up because people start booking for Christmas because people go to Hawaii for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Might be has something a little to do with it. You know, I know my family prefers to go during the College World Series because that's where they watch Tim's brother play. I was getting text messages because they were in Hawaii watching Tim's brother play in the College World Series, so that's how right. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Disney abroad. Uh, character high fives and autographs return to Tokyo Disney Resort. Hugs still not allowed, which is a big step because, mm. as yeah. we all know, they are very strict over there in um, the Asian countries uh, for multiple reasons why we all understand. Um, new Disneyland Paris statues by Kevin and Jody featuring Sleeping Beauty Castle, the Dragon's Lair, and the Timekeeper. For those that don't know, underneath the castle in Disneyland Paris, there is a Dragon's Lair. Um, you can see it, correct? I think it's like a. I think yeah. I think it's a, how like how because they don't have like a Sleeping Beauty walk walk through there because right. there's a dragon underneath it and that's yes what the story is and that's why it's built up on a hill. Yes. So if you guys don't know, if you walk through Sleeping Beauty's castle in Disneyland, there is a visual. You see a story as you walk through the castle on the inside. It is closed quite a bit. I don't know why, um, but you do see it's like um almost. Uh, old school, it feels very medieval style puppetry yeah, kind telling stories. Exactly. Um, so that's pretty awesome that they're doing the whole statues like that. Um, Walt Disney World, when the wife heard that Ian was coming, she freaked out. And I'm like, there's a reason why they tell people if you're going to book something during hurricane season, go to Disney World Resort because they are built to withstand hurricanes. It's just it's a matter of fact. Minimal well, and, flooding and, and damage at Walt the- Disney World Resort hotels amidst Hurricane Ian. Yeah, and the thing is, is it's not like, oh my gosh, this year is the first year they've ever had a hurricane there. I mean, they've had them the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some of them, you know, it all depends on where they're coming from, if they make landfall, and how strong they are when they do make landfall. But it's, yeah, it's, it, it, it is what it is. And like you said, that's why they're they're built in such a way um that that they're there and especially if they got to shut down the parks, so you have nowhere to go so everyone's going to be in the hotels well then you got to make sure the hotels are safe as well so yep i was yep. glad to see that um you know it, it didn't hit um that resort area as as bad i think as it initially was going to be but you know Correct. better to be safe than sorry yeah no there is um there was a, it was supposed to go harder there, but it didn't. So right, um, you just you just got a lot of the the wind. Yeah, 
Um, I do know, um, like it said, over 12 inches of rain observed at Walt Disney World during Hurricane Ian. For those that don't know, that, that that would flood the park whether it was a hurricane or not. So if you saw flooding, it was no big deal. It happens all the time. Legitimately, on a Tuesday in the middle of summer, we see that happen. So, mm-hmm. um, ooh, behind the seeds tour returns to the land pavilion at Epcot, which that's a very fun tour that we took on accident because. We thought it was a different ride, and it was very fun to learn about the uh, different things they do. They have hydroponics, all that kind of how'd stuff. You, how'd you take it by accident? You have to pay for it. Uh, it wasn't – you didn't pay for it when we went. No, on the boat? Is that the one you sit on the boat? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's different. This one you you pay you pay for. It's like uh, like 10 bucks, I think. Uh-huh. Um, it, it does do – so the boat ride is like more of like a – a general aspect of it the behind the scenes okay. tour is you go like you see the walkways there that's where the behind the scenes tour takes you um more so okay. like if the boat was to stop and you were to get off and not pick a cucumber um like the one girl did to be tiktok famous um that's what it is it's awesome yeah. me and the wife did it um like i said it's like i think it was like less than 10 bucks when we did it grand that was a handful of years ago but um it's cool if you really are into like that type i mean it's everything from like you see the sturgeon from where they get the caviar to like you say the the hydroponics and and everything like that so it's it's cool and it doesn't really cost that much no that's a pretty good deal um uh it's good and it's good that they're bringing tours back as well yes it is because they're actually i i don't know if as we'll see the one at the very end okay yeah um uh disney's animal kingdom lodge welcomes the early birth of a rare african antelope um i have heard multiple stories that basically um uh a lot of people uh are like disney people hate disney for doing different things but what i have heard is that they're very good about trying to restore the population of endangered species of animals um, for those that don't know, while they do have the safari at Animal Kingdom, they do pay a lot of money towards other ventures. The animals that do are deemed that maybe would get too stressed out by having, you know, close proximity to humans, which consider close. I mean, just being around humans, they do usually send them to a preserve somewhere where they can be away from people. So um, this is pretty awesome seeing another animal being born. Um and construction continues for Disney's Magnolia Golf Course reimagining in Walt Disney World. Better be open the next time I go because I and they're doing like it was like three or four holes that they're doing. So yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're in the Disneyland Resort, the funnest pile there is. First thing, Space Mountain model kit arrives at Disneyland Resort for twenty nine ninety nine. I feel like they're bringing out. Um, a lot of stuff that's like a very good price point because yeah. you, you, there was a long time there. We even, we would report on it where it was like, Oh, here's a headband for $700 or here's this, this crystal castle. That's at like $17,000, you know? Right. And while, or, while or, I, I do like seeing that, like if you want to see the most expensive thing at the park during the day, Disneyland, you go to, it's the Walter Elias company building that has the artwork. And there's a vault, and usually the vault doors open, and in there is usually the most expensive item, which I think the most expensive one I've seen before, it was like an $80,000 um, Savarsky crystal and diamond uh, 
replica of Sleeping Beauty's castle. And it was roped off. Like there was a person like not close by, but they know when people walk in and I think it's almost alarmed where if you go by the door, it does that. So it is cool seeing stuff like this, where it's an actual kit. It's a model, but like a Lego set like this would be, you know, $300, $400. So this is something yeah, you could get as a souvenir. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, you get those, is it, you know, you get the lower price point stuff and then you get like the higher, more, more pieces, more intricate collector type stuff you know like the uh death star or whatnot where it's like 500 bucks but it also has like fifty thousand pieces yeah <clears throat> exactly um the haunted mansion urn mug is available at disneyland for 24.99 another thing um repainting un- that, that'd be interesting though oh so you know i'm just sitting here sipping out of my mug but it looks like an urn yeah what, what's going on there <laughs> A, a very interesting is, thing for a, that is pretty funny. a mug. But it's Disney, man. People will do anything. <laughs> and and like you said, the price point is right as well. Exactly. Um, repainting underway as construction continues in the villas at Disneyland Hotel. And that'll be expected for quite some time. I have a feeling they're going to finish that right before they go into heavy on the Pixar uh, setup for the other hotel. Oh, yeah. Um, there is a Hocus Pocus 2 photo op at Downtown Disney, which is amazing. They are the witches are involved in Oogie Boogie, so um, mm-hmm. photo and, pass. And have you watched? Um, you've seen Hocus Pocus 2? Yes, yes. Did you like? Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, no. It's everyone that I talked to said because you know you go into it. How's it going to be um, for us? You know, we loved it. Wife loved it. It was good. Um, Here, and here's the thing. I, you want to do, do you want to know why? The, why? Why? Not, I, love I mean, not, not not you know, no spoilers or whatnot. No spoilers. But I um, I enjoyed it, and I liked um, you know, the how to how to how to say this the <clears throat> the ending of the movie. I thought they did. Yeah. I thought they did. I thought they did a good job. The entire thing was phenomenal. What I loved about it was they could have taken the lazy way and just redid the entire thing shot for shot, and they did not do that. What they did was they incorporated things that you can make you feel nostalgic, but what they and the the earliness of it too when they were kids. Oh my gosh, that girl was fantastic. Yes, and so they do have them as children. And what I like is is they took a different aspect of it. And they made it where it made sense how they were brought back again. And it wouldn't be like, oh, how how is this going to change what they wanted to do? And it makes sense because something happens. And I'll talk to Tim about afterwards if you like this part of it. But what they do is they make it work very well. And what I do like about it is there could te- they are technically writing a third one. Everyone knows that. But the way the movie ends... It can go in so many different directions. We will do a spoilerish type of thingy next week. I'm going to give people another week to watch it because we're going to be in the middle of Halloween season next week, and you should watch it by then. So we'll see. But they are at Oogie Boogie's for a photo op. I heard they are the most popular because the actresses that are playing the three witches apparently are amazing, and they're very interactive. And they, I bet you it's probably the ladies that normally play the Wicked Stepsisters for um, uh, Cinderella because one of them's a redhead. One of them is black hair, so they have to find a blonde to cover Sarah Jessica Parker's character. Um, 
which I loved her in this as well because they perfectly mimicked who they were. And yeah. there is a thing I want to point out. This isn't a spoiler, but people have been bringing up that Kathy and Jimmy, in most of the movie, you can see that her mouth droops to the opposite side. Um, and they actually explain, in, like, they show what happens in the actual um, movie, why she switches sides, like, they make a reason why she does it. But in reality, from doing it so much, she actually can't physically do it anymore. Mm. her muscles it, it was painful they said for her to droop down on that one side so that is why they switched it and gave a reason why was because of the pain that she had experienced i guess from you know multiple years there was one weird part that i'll talk about next week and i'll discuss with tim after the podcast that i thought was kind of weird but i thought it was kind of cool but i digress Right. Um, well, and and like you said, with with this, you know, the photo op is in downtown Disney, so you don't need tickets to go into the park correct. to see that. Unlike, you know, if you're going to interact with the actual yep. um, character and face characters, you yep. buy a ticket. Which that's a that's a rarity. You don't often see the face characters out like that. So, um, yeah. I do want to say, mentioning right here, the photo pass lens is now available with Disney Plus, the Disney Genie. Um, they did hire a new guy who's like in charge of PhotoPass, and they were sharing him all over all their social medias. And he is going around, and he's the model for taking pictures at all the different locations to show you what is going to be oh. on the screen for that day. So I think that's what they're trying to push the Genie Plus is they want you to see what's going to be in the photo. Because trust me, how many times have I been up on the front of the castle and it's Tinkerbell? I'm like, I don't want to do Tinkerbell in my hand anymore. Everyone does that. Right. You know, I want something yeah. different. You know, I want to go to Batu and have it be baby, you know, baby Yoda Grogu underneath me, which right. is one of the ones they showed, which is cool. Right. Exactly. Uh, the only thing that I don't like about it is, of course, it's you got to buy D Genie Plus to get it. So right. it's another way for you to to get that. I mean, you could say it that way, or you could say, hey, it's another added benefit of getting Genie Plus. So to each your own. Exactly. Um. Next, we have uh, into Indiana Jones Adventure is closing for refurbishment in November, and it's going to be down for a very long time, apparently. Um, for those that don't know, I used to know someone who uh, worked, they used to work at Disneyland, and he said the biggest problem people run into, they don't tell you, is like, the reason why they tell you to secure loose items has nothing to do with you losing them. When the items fall on the track and the cart pushes through those items, it actually damages the tracking. And that's why whenever you see it down, they actually have to go in there and physically rebend the track back to where it's supposed to be. So I'm sure they're going to be doing a lot of fixing of the tracking, fixing of different items that normally fall apart. You know, there's a lot of moving parts from skeletons to the blow dart guns. I mean, how many times have you been on Indiana Jones, Tim, and the door for one of the uh, dart room guys is blown open? So it ruins the whole effect because you can see it looks weird. It doesn't make sense what's right. going on. <laughs> that or sometimes the boulder scene doesn't work or, yep. you know, a lot of scenes don't work. And, I mean, it's gone down for, you know little small um refurbs but i mean it was built in 1995 it's never really gone down for a big one and there's a lot of stuff like within the first year that they built it that um you know you got to go back and look at old school videos to see um because there was like at one point like rocks that would fall from the top of the ceiling yep and you could see the unit there but it was something like it had to do with dry ice or whatnot and with how much they were using it 
it would basically freeze up um, because there wasn't it, it was being used too often type mm-hmm. deal. So they just, you know, got rid of that effect. In the beginning, you know, you used to cycle through the three doors. Now you go through the middle door every time. Yep. You know? But I guess on that, they said that's, I guess there was a, some type of mechanism or whatnot on it that they got from the company. And the company is no longer in, in existence. And for Disney to make it, like, it just wouldn't, it would cost them way too much money and doesn't make sense. Plus, the cool thing with that is, is now they have those, um, oh the projections on it and actually yes. it looks it looks awesome it looks, so it looks better it, the door right. cha- the door does change individually and that's what was funny was i could have sworn i was there for the grand opening of the ride and i remember you would move and all it really was was technically the track just wrapped around and came back to the center it wasn't like you were moving dramatically it went straight it went to the left or went to the right but you it wasn't dramatically like Oh, you went to a different track. No, it came back around to the same track. Now it just goes straight through the one door. And, you know. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. So I'll be curious to see how long um, how long it'll be done for and what they uh, what they do to it. Because the other thing is that's a very popular ride, even though it breaks down a lot. And um, that's a that's a people that's a people eater, like just like uh Pirates of the Caribbean. That is a people right. eater. And it's not necessarily a people eater as in you could get a lot of people through it, but because the queue is so yep. long, you could jam a lot of people into it. Because, oh, I yeah. mean, you're you're going outside of the park. You're going over under the berm. Oh, not over. You're going under the berm um, because that's where the show building's at. So that's why that queue is, is so long and you could jam a lot of people in it. Yep. Um, and as Tim mentioned, guided tours are returning to Disneyland Resort, which is huge because I know um, when we do go back, I do want to go into Walt's apartment. That's been my dream to do. We didn't do it for my birthday, which we should have done. And, you know, now you can't. But they're bringing them back slowly but surely. Um, oh, you you, you got to re- read the last one and um, you'll probably like that one. Oh, Walt's Main Street Story Tour to serve refreshments to guests on Walt Disney's patio for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's so where Bob Chappick and Bob uh, Iger had uh, coffee. Yeah, had their yeah the, their little scones and whatnot. Yes. Um, and basically told them, hey, don't mess this up. But And, yeah, <clears throat> and, yeah here we are. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, there's two, um, two tours right now uh, that are the, the guided tours and um one of them is um a main street tour and then you come back and have like i said refreshments on the on the patio and you could book them um i was on earlier today and i could have booked um anywhere from 10 o'clock to five o'clock tomorrow um wow yeah and uh, please please do be patient because they the plaids are the ones that run this and i know that they're on light on the plaid side because People aren't paying for the VIP stuff right now a lot, um, but please be patient because we want these to come back and we want them to hire more uh, plaids. Right, and I think it was, I mean, it really wasn't that bad. It was like 90 minutes and it was 120 bucks per person. So um, it was it was cool. And I can't remember the the other guide that were, or the um, other guided tour um, on it, but this one, like I said, the Walt's Main Street one, stuck out because like I said when you were done they did refreshments um on the on the patio so it's pretty cool and like I said and you, you could book it 
like I said, I was on um, early afternoon and I could have booked one tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so well, get out there and do it, folks. Do it. And that is all we got for you this week. We had so much jam packed. We went on a baseball tangent. Tim knows his baseball, so I like talking baseball with Tim. So um, thank you everyone for coming through. Uh, Mr. J, Mr. Stranger. Uh, Connor from ConCon's Cantina. It's all greatly appreciated. I am going to work on getting Connor on for a breakdown of the Star Wars universe just so we can have a little extra content because I know people love Star Wars in the group. And Connor is very detailed and knowledgeable. We might throw some House of Dragon mixed in with some Lord of the Rings. I'm not a big fan, but Connor loves it, so I do want to have him on to talk about a bunch of that stuff. Um, but I do greatly appreciate everyone coming through. For the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.